I'm sorry that you're jealous. <laughs> Jenna is a moron, you know. She's not. She's in AP Calculus. She's a moron in a deeper sense. You don't even know her. Miss Patty assigned you a role, by the way. You just never showed up to claim it. What role? The Tempest. There is no role of the Tempest. It is the titular role. No, it's a made-up thing, so we all can participate. You can't do anything unless you're the center of attention, can you? Yeah, well, you know your mom's tits, they're fake, totally fake. She made one bad decision at 19. Two bad decisions. Hey everyone, welcome to the We Don't Watch Everything podcast, the only podcast willing to stay in Sacramento to make their emotionally distant mother happy. I'm, I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm Phil and that's Ben. Say hi, Ben. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We've got another movie swap on tap for today. We will shortly be discussing two of our favorite movies, not only starring women in a lead role, but also directed by a woman. Uh, after the break, we will be diving into Greta Gerwig's directorial debut, Lady Bird, along with Netflix and Vicky Jusen's 2019 movie, Close. How are you, Benjamin? I'm so good. You're so good? I'm beyond great. Beyond great? Yes. Man, that's good to hear. Yeah. What's got you... What's got the pip in your step? Isn't it obvious? Doing a podcast with you? Aww. How could it be anything but great? Oh, that's so, that's so nice of you to say, man. Is it just because you know that you've been a terribly messy boy over the last week, meaning that we have a lot of housekeeping to get to? We do, I think, have a lot of housekeeping. I even brought some things to the table. Did that, you really? That's how you know. I, I mean, they might overlap with what you have, but that's how imagine. you know it's a busy week. I did bring a lot to the table. So uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah, I'll knock a couple things out and see if there's anything on your list. So, Go for it. One of the big ones, um, we recently got a trailer for the new matrix movie yes that is on my list <laughs> matrix resurrection i believe it's yes, called yes sir uh, keanu reeves is back yes as sir well as neil patrick harris is the first other person we see in the trailer so interesting things going on there yes i don't i know you were talking a little bit before about your experience with the matrix i've only seen the first one all the way through um haven't really seen much of the second or third one so I don't know where this fits in. I just know it's really like important that well, they're making another one. I don't know how many spoilers we want to get into it, but it's called Resurrection because Neo in the third one dies. Oh, no. So it's just, I don't know where they're going with this. All I know is that the trailer looks incredible, and I'm I'm actually pretty excited for this movie now. So if Neo dies, who's Keanu Reeves? Is he still Neo? No, he's... I, He's Keanu. The Matrix rebooted, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. He was resurrected, Ben. That's why it's called Resurrection. Obviously. My bad. What else you got? We also got... um, I just forgot the name of it. But we got a trailer for a new Netflix original movie. Don't look up. Don't look up. Yes. Yes. Starring a bevy of stars. Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. We have Jennifer Lawrence. We have Joel Hill playing the president. No. No. No, Meryl Streep's playing the president. Okay. Meryl Which, Streep. Meryl Streep. Ariana Grande. Yes. Oh, of course. Why not? Uh, who else was in Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. That's all I can remember. Uh, but Adam McKay's directing it, too. He's a star. Um, and Jonah Hill's going to be funny again, too. Like, he's chubby, <laughs> and he doesn't have bleached hair, and he was looks like he was going to be the same witty, funny Jonah Hill that we grew up with. I mean, how do you get this many big-time people into one movie? Adam McKay has pull. I do know that. He, like, for the big short, he did that, and all the all the uh, stepbrothers, all those comedies like that. Adam McKay gets who he wants, and it's Netflix, so they just dished out buckets of cash, I'm sure. I'm the, sure Leo's making a lot of money on this. The funny thing is, I had no idea, like, what this movie was about until like, three quarters of the way through the trailer. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was about like, an asteroid coming to destroy Earth. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, you're, they, they held it very close to the chest, but you know, I'll watch this. It's a Netflix release. So I'm, I'll watch this the day it comes out. Probably. Yeah. It's, in, it's intriguing enough. So yeah. All right. What do you got? Is, are you done? I'm done. Okay. What else? Uh, Shang-Chi uh, is in the theaters. We haven't seen it yet. Maybe this weekend. I don't know. Guessing it's a movie movie. I'm, I, I really do want to see it. It looks very good. Reviews have been excellent. If you're a Marvel fan, Go see it. Beat us to it. 
Um, A24, you familiar with A24? We're talking about an A24 movie today. Lady Bird's an A24 movie. Okay. Uh, a new trailer for um, their new movie starring Joaquin Phoenix called Come On, Come On uh, dropped. Um, the entire Harry Potter collection was added to HBO Max. That felt newsworthy to me. Maybe I need to get HBO Max. Just borrow mine. They don't mind. Cool. We've They're not sen- listening. We've sent them enough business with our podcast. They, we don't have to pay two subscriptions for it. Um, and this one, this one just made me feel good. Uh, you probably saw it if you spent some time on the internet this week, but Steve Burns, the original guy in Blue's Clues, returned to the Nick Jr. show um, that has been running for a quarter of a century now. Uh, but he came back on to give a nice message to the show's adults fans saying, I'm sorry I left. I've never forgot you. And I, I love you. Stuff like that just made you feel good. It's funny that adults were the ones who needed that message of encouragement most. That is just how crazy of a couple years it's been. <laughs> right? Just Steve Burns was like, you know what? I got to do something about exactly. this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that's all I got, actually. So maybe not as much as I thought. That's a lot of ground. Yeah, I guess we covered a lot. We're talking pretty fast right now. Mm-hmm. Got to help the people get on with their Ho- lives. Hopefully you weren't having that on one and uh, 1.5 speed, speed. Like, like Phil was doing with my movie for this movie swap. Well, you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> but we will get into that after the music. Welcome back, everybody. We are ready for our movie swap. Um, as mentioned before, the genre this week was female lead, female director. And we swapped films, and Phil is going to go first with my choice, Close, starring Numi Rapace. I hope I'm, I'm saying that right. I'm so proud of you for saying that right. <laughs> Way to go. It's a difficult one. It's a Swedish. All right, so Phil is going to describe the plot to Close in 30 seconds when he starts talking. All right. Close is about three women, one billionaire guru, or mining guru, uh, recently widowed, her bratty stepdaughter, and the bodyguard who is hired to protect the stepdaughter whilst running from her own demons, um, who find themselves in the middle of a patch of land auction and the other company that is also a mining company is willing to go to great ends to win this land, even though they don't have as much money, including kidnapping the daughter and trying to kill her. Wow. Time. Right on time. You made that sound so much less interesting than it actually is. I think I did. It's not all that interesting. (laughs) I don't know. I did I not do did I not do no, a good job? No, you did. You did a great job describing what the movie plot was, which I think underscores a lot of the issues with this movie. But I'll let you talk about Close first cuz I want to hear what you have to say. You know, Close is I don't know, Just man. When you when you told me I think you're expecting me to trash this movie. But I shan't. I shan't not do that. I shall not not do that. I actually didn't hate this movie that much. I think right, there he, did, were, he didn't hate it much. I think right. there were some. I mean, obviously the there were some weird things going on the the plot and some of the actors and whatnot. But uh, for the most part, it's a pretty decent action movie. Um, it has some good redeeming qualities with the way scenes looked. Like there was some really cool, like the opening scene especially. But, um, I mean, as a whole, it, it did what an action movie should do, and that's get your heart bumping a little bit during, like, the climactic scenes and make you care, like, a little bit about what's going on with the characters. I think they force it a little too much at times, but for the most part, you know, it's like it's a pretty watchable movie, you know? All right. Good stuff. What do you think about Close? Yeah, so... I've seen this. This isn't one of my like long-standing favorites. It's actually pretty recent. This is a 2019 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it a few times, 
there are I don't think this is a great movie. There are a lot of issues with it. It has an average to below average plot and script. I think that all of that is extremely elevated by an absolutely baller performance by Numi Rapace. Oh, yeah. Numi's like, throwing 100 right th- down the th- middle. Yeah, this is like if you went to like a minor league baseball game, like a single-A game, and you had your ace starting pitcher from the major league team throwing 100 miles an hour. Like on a rehab start yeah. or something? This, this kind of here. feels like that. Like she way outclasses everything else around her, whether it's the other actors, whether it's... You know, the script, the filmmaking, like you said, there's some redeeming aspects to it, but it's not overly impressive. But Yeah, um, and I, th- I I like that you bring up Numi. Um, she's actually a pretty accomplished actress, too, especially mm-hmm. like as Swedish actresses go. Yeah. She was the lead in a movie, in a Swedish movie series called uh, The Girl, the Girl the with Dragon Tattoo, Tattoo yep. which is a very successful movie mm-hmm. franchise. Uh, Prometheus, she was really good. She was really good in Prometheus. Um, if only she knew how to run to the side instead of forward to avoid that giant falling tower that would have been more effective spoilers i digress spoilers and she (laughs) she was also in the uh that robert downey jr sherlock holmes movie the sequel not the original but yeah i don't remember i don't think she had a huge role because i don't remember very much but but she was in it right so accomplished she's been around the block and she is like you said pretty accomplished so in a much smaller project like this which i get the impression this is a smaller project compared to what she could be doing i'm sure she got paid for it though netflix you has think, the money yeah um on that note though that you, you saying that she seemed like she was carrying this movie almost i wrote down in my notes while watching this that scenes where it's just her or like scenes where it's just the zoe girl like the daughter mm-hmm. almost feel like they're directed by a different director because yes. they're just worse yeah like any scene that does not have numi in it feels like a completely different like team is behind it mm-hmm. because it's just not it's not the same movie it's not it has nothing good about it yeah. almost yeah she she is by far the best part of this movie i also will bring up some other casting things if you're if you're okay with that. please do uh this is your thing indra varma um played the mother She's a good actress. She was in Game of Thrones, um, just to mention it. So another successful person. She's a person. And uh, Sophie, I didn't look up how to pronounce her name. Her, Sophie Nielsen, um, the girl who played Zoe. Mm-hmm. Is it? Was it Zoe? Yep. Yep. Um, not great in this movie. Um, She's an annoying teenager. But like, not a good acted annoying teenager no. even. Yeah. Um, she was actually uh, the lead role in the movie adaptation for my favorite book in 2013 called The Book Thief. The Book Thief got oh, a movie adaptation. Okay. All right. Um, we don't have enough time for me to break down why I didn't like that movie, but... Someday. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it deserves the air. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I got casting um, things that I noticed. Some good acting, some not so good acting. Mm-hmm. The thing you mentioned about some scenes feeling different is really interesting to me. Like, I do agree that this doesn't feel all that cohesive of like a vision and like a concept. Like, um, it also feels like there's just not a lot going on. Like, it's an extremely simple plot. Mm-hmm. Um, really, all that ropes you in is like the individual character stuff and the individual performance. It's really not the plot itself because it's your very basic on the run action thriller. And there's, there's also one thing I know is there's no developed villains Mm -mm. either. Like it's just silent brooding types that are antagonistic because they're the villain, but nothing about them like is developed. So it's just like, well, we're just, it's just on the run movie. Mm -hmm. So the stakes are really never that high. And, I don't know, like, they almost make the mom the villain. They, they make you think it's going to be the mom. Um, when really she's just, like, doesn't care about the girl, which, yeah. like, she shouldn't because that girl sucks. <laughs> and even at the end of the movie, she doesn't particularly care about her. Like, that never oh, it's comes also, to its arc. <laughs> it's not her real mom. Right, it's her stepmom. It's her stepmom. Mm-hmm. So she didn't just not care about her own daughter. Yeah. It was, you know. So, yeah, and... I decided to go in a little different direction for this movie swap. Every movie I've picked for a movie swap before has been one I absolutely love. I just picked this one because it's a really interesting puzzle. 
I mean, I, I generally like this movie. I'm not saying it's like great and we've talked about a lot of the problems with it. I just think it's really fascinating to look at something where you have a female lead and what's often a male role, you know, the, the action star, the action movie. And she just completely elevates what's the rest is mm-hmm. everything around her is kind of average. I just think that's really interesting. I'm glad you yeah. kind of recognize that too. I'm not crazy. Yeah. On that note too. So like you said, the, the action hero bodyguard type role typically is going to be played by a man recently. I think we mentioned it on the episode or uh, an episode a while ago, but Amazon prime just came out with another action movie with Kate Beckinsale. Mm -hmm. Who's, who's kind of like the queen of actresses and action movies, like with the underworld and some other things like she's kind of the go-to for stuff like that. And I think this movie was significantly better than Jolt. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't think Jolt was very good. It's kind of fun. It has some interesting ideas that are kind of quirky and funny. But like, I don't know. This movie, for all its problems, like it did feel like a real situation almost. Like you know, sure, like it, yeah, it felt yeah. realistic to a degree. And it never got too over the top no. with like its action and stuff. Like the the one un, like I'll, okay, I was gonna say this. Like I said, you want a good action movie to kind of get your heart racing a little bit i would say every single action scene except for the one that went underwater did it for me like the underwater one was was just (laughs) that was a lot um and it was the most violent scene too yeah it kind of makes you cringe yeah but uh so the one and like all the fish and stuff it was Mm. just like what is going on here and like she got knocked unconscious but came back conscious underwater it was just like shh what (laughs) um doesn't matter oh if you want to call it an action scene the club scene was one of the weird (laughs) that's that's one of the weirdest club scenes i've ever seen in any movie ever for one the lighting it's just like lit like it's like you're trying to make this scene like this is a full club but there's like 12 people here (laughs) you only you could only afford nine extras it felt like a little bit of a limited budget type thing yeah like they were obviously on location in morocco but um nothing too over the top or elaborate as far mm-hmm. as like action went you know and while we're on that note of breaking down the individual um action scenes i want to mention the opening scene mm-hmm. i think the opening scene is as good of an opening action scene or just action scene in general that you'll find in a movie like this yeah oh, like yeah. this kind of just like we're just making an action movie like for the action, like the plot's not why you're here. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just supposed to be cool. Like the way they do all that and whatnot is super fun. I thought, I thought it was a very good scene. My heart was definitely racing where she like pretends to be dead and then, yeah. you know, kind of pulls it out. Um, also another casting thing I forgot to mention the girl at the beginning that had like, she makes scream mm-hmm. in the press is the, uh, I don't know if you saw this. It's the director's younger sister. Oh, okay. Just a fun little, fun little tidbit for you. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the action goes, what I appreciated was they didn't like they they made a what felt like a genuine and like vulnerable action star. Like Numi Rapace's character is Sam is her name. I don't know if we've mentioned that. She's really competent. Numi's more fun to say. Yeah. She's really like competent. She's really good at what she does. She's beating people up and she's smart, but she's also that doesn't like dehumanize her. She's like really human and you for one thing, like the physical aspect of it, she gets like scars at the beginning and those stay with her the whole movie. It's not like like Black Widow comes to mind where she's like falling out of buildings and hitting the ground and doing things that would break all her bones, but she still looks, Scarlett Johansson still looks like she walked out of a computer still. Where Numi really like... What? <laughs> like, so, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but like... She feels like human and you can see like the toll that like the action is taking on her and she deals with like anxiety and stuff and has like issues and insecurity and you feel a lot more connected to someone like that than someone who's just like taking all these punches and bullets and is like just fine and not even feeling it. So I appreciated that. Which leads to the question, why was this movie called Close? 
So she is a close protection officer. Oh, really? Title. Yeah. I I was trying to figure it out. I I thought I was just calling her yeah. a bodyguard, but they, it was they, like... they mention it like once or twice early on. But yeah, that, her job is to be a close protection okay. officer, meaning she is like with the person she's guarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to figure out like if is this like a play on like being intimate with people because like the turning point of this movie was when Sam and Zoe like opened up to each other about things mm-hmm. and like whatnot. I was just like, that's. Close, calling it close after the close protection thing is much better than calling it close because of that. Yeah, it works multiple ways, but yes, yeah. sure. The point it is works. that neither of them really liked each other to begin with, and they eventually have to trust each other in order to survive. And it's not like they just completely hit it off or have create this like super deep bond or have even have great chemistry. Like they don't even like work well together. Uh-uh. They still don't really like each other, but they grow to respect each other and mm-hmm. learn a little bit from each other so which as for being a damsel in distress zoe's actually pretty competent she turns out to be you don't think it's going to be that way like but... she sp- speaks french she speaks arabic she handles a gun multiple times in the movie like just turns out to be kind of a problem but <laughs> yeah but she still does yes at times and uh yeah so that was just another fun part about it there's really like she's being protected but like she's competent to a degree, you yeah. know, obviously yeah. not to the same degree as Sam, but able yeah. to hold her own. Sure. So would you ever watch this movie again? Or is this a, that was kind of interesting. I'm never coming back to it type of thing. Man. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to, I'll, I'll probably never see it again, but that in no means by no means do I, say that i regret watching it mm-hmm. like it was worth watch like yeah it was watchable for sure i don't regret watching it but i don't know if i'd prioritize it as a rewatch over other things yeah this was the third time i'd seen it and it was by far the least i've enjoyed it i remember liking it a lot better the first couple times okay i think the more times you watch it the more you realize how like thin the plot is mm-hmm. <laughs> and and kind of the other flaws were like the first time or two you're really more engaged with the character stuff going on and the performance. Um, you kind of lose that the third time though. And your brain starts to pick it apart a little mm. more. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I ever need to watch this movie again, but I'm glad three's enough. I'm glad I share was able to share it with you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I have nothing more to say. I have one more thing to say. say I, I don't know if I want it to be the last thing. Cause it's not like a good thing. Um, so, you know, the opening scene is followed by this weird, like kaleidoscope, like looking image thing with the thing. And it's just, I don't know. This is a thing, especially back in 2019, Netflix was doing this on everything. Mm -hmm. Like everything had to have an intro and it's something they got right. Like the first time with daredevil. And then they just kept doing it for everything. And it just, I don't think it worked for this movie. Right. Um, it's, I'm not saying it didn't look cool. I'm just saying, like, it definitely didn't. Well, and it felt like it was what kind of reminded me of, like, a Bond movie intro. Like, where you have, like, the super long, drawn-out song and the, like, weird graphics and, like, the trippy stuff going on. It's like, this isn't that type of movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we This doesn't fit. I, I'd agree with that. Glad so go watch Netflix Originals close. If any of that <laughs> interested you, go check it out. You think your dad and I don't know how ashamed that you are of us? Your dad knows. Your dad knows why you ask him to drop you off a block away from school every day. Dad, I didn't mean to. You made him feel horrible. Horrible. I'm sorry. You know Marianne, that? you didn't have to bring no, that Larry, up. No, Larry, you can't just be the nice guy. She has to know. She has to know how you feel. Otherwise, she's just going to think she can say anything at all, and nobody ever gets hurt. Wrong side of the tracks. I didn't mean it that way. It was a joke. Yeah, it's just a joke. Mom and Dad, they don't care. We didn't think we'd be in this house for 25 years. We thought we would have moved someplace better. Whatever we give you, it's never enough. It's never enough. It is enough. Do you have any idea what it costs to raise you and how much you're just throwing away every day? Give me a number. What? Give me a number. I don't understand. You give me a number for how much it costs to raise me, and I'm going to get older and make a lot of money and write you a check for what I owe you so that I never have to speak to you again. 
Well, I highly doubt that you will be able to get a job good enough to do that. Well, sir, should we get moving on to the second movie of sure, topic you, of discussion you've tonight? Been dying for this. I'm nervous. I'm I'm honestly going to say I'm nervous to hear what you have to say. Oh. Um, I don't think I mentioned this in the lead up to this, but this movie uh Lady Bird is a lock for my top 5 favorite movies of all time. Okay, interesting. It is one it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. So, now that I put it out there, very nervous to hear what you have to say. Ben, would you like 30, 45 or 60 seconds to recap Lady Bird? I think I can do 30 seconds. I have it mapped out pretty well here. I don't know if I'll do it complete justice. Um, but I think I'm pretty close. All right, sir. Clock starts on you. Christine, who prefers her self-made name, Ladybird, is a high school senior who lives on the wrong side of the tracks in Sacramento, California in 2002. She goes to a prestigious Catholic school where she struggles with fitting into the environment um, with her cooler classmates, and she tries to rise above her family's money troubles and her difficult relationship with her mother, um, all while her desire to go to school out of state against their wishes takes a toll as well. As she tries to change her situation, she finds out which relationships are important to her and questions who she is in a world she doesn't want to be in. Close enough. Man, misestimated that. Yeah, you did a pretty good job. I mean, it's not the craziest complex plot or anything. It's It's tough to know which things are important. Are you talking about the plot or are you talking about the important parts of the movie? Because those are different sometimes. Especially when you're comparing movies as different as Close is with Lady Bird. It's different. Yeah, these movies have very little in common. (laughs) Although I think there are some things. I think we will have some things to bring up when we discuss the similarities. But, all right, Ben, opening statement. I got to know. What are your thoughts on Lady Bird? Well, don't worry. This is a really good movie. Oh, thank God. <laughs> actually, had you worried? You did, actually, a little bit. Like, I, I'm I'm very, very protective of this movie. No, this was a hell of a lot better than Close. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, and it's hard for me to separate it from, like, how well it's acclaimed and, like, how well-known it is. I had never seen it before, obviously. But, it did get nominated for Best Picture right. the year it came out in um, 2017. It was in like the 18. best rated movie ever on Rotten Tomatoes Club, which no longer is. It beat Toy Story 2 for a while there. Yeah. Um, although it's fallen behind such classics as Paddington. Um, Paddington gets love, dude. Along with Citizen Kane fell behind as well. Yeah. So um, sorry for those two. But... Yeah, this is a great movie. I mean, I'm not one. I'm not gonna try to say that it's not. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I know it really hits a spot for you, um, especially with like Timothy Chalamet. Oh yeah, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I'm like, this checks all of the fill boxes. Like, no Kristen Bell, no Jason Segel, but it I don't checks think... a lot of them. The, I yeah, it checks most of them. Saoirse no, Ronan's even it, creeping up on my power rankings. It's too. a great movie, and it, um. I don't even know like where to start with this. I think you have a better idea of how to like guide the conversation, but like Sarah Ronan, is that how you say Sersha. Really? I'm that bad? No, this it's a very strange name. Sir, oh, man. Sersha. So I'm one for two on the tough name pronouncing. Yeah. The yeah. only other movie I've really seen her in was, it was almost 10 years ago at this point. It's called Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that? I don't think I've seen Hannah. I've seen a lot of things with her in it. Little Women. Um, what's that? The bones with mark Wahlberg based on the book about the little girl who gets killed by stanley tucci oh that's a spoiler sorry <laughs> oops <laughs> oops um but i really liked hannah um right, when i, I saw it a long time ago it's not but ringing any bells i'll I, look it up she, she's uh she's like genetically engineered assassin type of thing oh it's basically the plot of close is what i'm to no. know um <laughs> no and, and she's like on the run and trying to get back at the people who genetically engineered or that type of thing interesting but she was great in this movie i kind of got the impression at the beginning of like oh this is gonna be a deal where she's like really eccentric and weird and just doesn't fit in and it's gonna be her clashing against like the normal world but as it goes along you realize she's really just a pretty normal typical person 
who has the same issues that like any 17 year old would have. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes it like really relatable. And like, you think it's going to set up this clash of, so she's this weird person who doesn't fit into like the strict rigid environment of her like religious school or whatever. And the, she's not everything that she seems. She's a lot more simple and complex at the same time. And the environment itself isn't like as, rigid as you think a lot of the people in it have their own issues and she starts to discover that a lot of it is kind of an illusion as she interacts with everyone there so i appreciated that it wasn't simplistic it was very deep on like both sides of that with with the character stuff Um, every character is very well developed yes um that's what really sticks out to me but i know you love this movie so what sticks out to you well i like what you said about why this movie is relatable and like this movie is relatable because the things that she's struggling with are wanting to be seen and connect with. And it's, it doesn't have anything to do with necessarily being a 17 year old in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the themes are very universal almost, or yeah. at least to what I've experienced in America or the United States. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie is emotionally devastating it is very hopeful at the same time. It's so funny. It is. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. this is the closest a movie has come to just being like the direct like display of my sense of humor. Almost. I could see that. Like the scene that ends with her just yelling. It's just like, okay, <laughs> this is, this is kind of my thing. Um, Sersha is a movie star in the works. I mean, I think she will be, she's already an A-lister, but she'll be a household name for decades to come. Uh, they do. Sersha also described this movie as a, uh, as a picture album, like a family picture album hmm. where the, the plot and whatnot, it's not necessarily very fluid throughout. Like it's not like day one, day two, day three. It's just yeah. little peaks into their lives almost mm-hmm. like at a time. And it's very, it's very uh, pointed which scenes Greta decided to show you. It's very, yeah, it's very episodic. Like it's really broken into segments of she's she's dealing with this thing. Now she has this relationship. Now she's got this boyfriend. And then now that that went a really strange direction, she's mm-hmm. going after this thing. And it's very like segmented, but it's still coherent at the same yeah. time. And like it feels like it's going to be a coming of age movie, but what it really is is more of a love story between Lady Bird and her mom. Mm-hmm. And I, Greta Gerwig described it as the idea that someone's coming of age is another person's having to let go, which I, right. Yeah. No, obviously that makes, that makes complete sense. Obviously she wrote the movie, but couldn't be better said. Um, there's a, there's a scene in the movie that I think really kind of it's near the end and it kind of, Capsulates all of this in my opinion and it's the discussion between sarah joan the sister uh and ladybird talking about her writing and she says like you write so affectionately about sacramento and ladybird doesn't think she loves sacramento she and so she responds like no i just pay attention and sister sarah joan says well isn't that the same thing like this idea that like just taking care of something and wanting to portray it accurately and whatnot and just the act of paying close attention to something means that you have affection means that you have affection means Mm -hmm. that you have love for something and so while her mom isn't the most i mean they're they have a bad relationship throughout most of the story like it's it's rough and but her mom's always there and like she's always paying attention and she's not great at vocalizing her 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 feelings Mm -hmm. but pretty bad she's there actually (laughs) yeah not not just not good bad (laughs) aggressively bad at it um so yeah, I think that's that's why this movie resonates so much. And no, other than that, it's it's a fantastic cast. It is a beautiful movie to look at. It's just it's it checks all the boxes. Yeah, the scene that really comes to mind is like the I think it's the first scene in the movie where she and her mom are in the car together, coming back from that road trip, <laughs> and you have it go from they're listening to the Grapes of Wrath on audiobook together. And they're like crying together, they're like, oh, that's that's so great. And then like they turn it off and immediately they start this like yelling match and they're fighting with each other. And it ends with <laughs> with Ladybird opening the door and just rolling out of the yep. car. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you're like, oh, okay, so it's going to be this kind of movie. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But and yeah. She, and she has a cast. Is I think the rest of the movie, pretty much. I think she does have it on for the rest of it until she goes to college. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what what haven't we mentioned? The cast in this movie, we have Saoirse, uh, Beanie Feldstein, Jonah Hill's little sister, actually. Um, Laurie Metcalf is the mom. Timothy Chalamet. Ev- everyone is so good in this movie. And it's a very emotional movie. Um, but it's it's also very funny. And it's very hopeful. And it'll make you want to call your mom after you watch it. <laughs> yes. Um, did you call your mom? I didn't. But I see what you're saying. Maybe I'm just heartless. I don't know. Or maybe you just had a good relationship with your mom through high school. Could be. But um, the... I appreciate the like simplicity and kind of the bluntness of the dialogue and how they just embrace the awkwardness of being that age. Oh, don't like, be a Republican. <laughs> well, when uh, I, I think, is it Greg, the guy who she dates first? I forget what his name is. I actually did not rewatch it to prep for this episode, so but I don't like remember. When she's the, the first boyfriend that she gets. Um, he ends what, up, oh, well, no spoilers. One, yeah, but... Their like first conversations and their flirting, it's so Danny. Danny. It's so awkward and so cringeworthy, but so funny at the same time. It feels completely plausible. Like they're not trying to sell you on this as like a an ideal like root for it romance. It's just like these are two teenagers who don't know how to do this and it's really awkward and really bad. And it's so bad you can't look away. I appreciated that. Could you relate to it? Is the better question. That's, that's not important. Not important to this discussion. <laughs> Who do you think the funniest movie in? Let me start over. Who do you think the funniest character in Lady Bird is? Hmm. Sister Sarah Joan is low-key kind of funny. Um, I don't know. I Every scene that Lady Bird is in, just it just pops. She's great comedically as well as dramatically. Mm-hmm. I have to go with her. Lady Bird has some great lines. The <laughs> making fun of her friend's mom for having a boo job. <laughs> she made one mistake. Two <laughs> mistakes! <laughs> um... They were eating the communion wafers. It's like, you're not supposed to be eating those. They're not consecrated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also think Timothy Chalamet's character, Kyle, is just... He doesn't necessarily say anything as a joke or to be funny, but just kind of his whole shtick is just... Mm -hmm. It's just, I just want to laugh at that guy, you know? (laughs) But just a total early 2000s... Right, and it's important that it, like, sets it at that particular time in that particular era... And they played into a lot of that really well. And it's like a right after September 11th and a lot of like politicized stuff going on. And they don't try to paint any one side as like right or wrong. It's like, like Timothy Chalamet's character, um, like all he can do is talk about how bad the government is and stuff and how unjust mm-hmm. the war is. And that like turns off ladybird completely she's like just stop like this is like you don't even care about anyone in your own life like this is all you care about and he's like the other end of the extreme too um with other characters but um very well done will you rewatch ladybird ever at some point i'm sure um i kind of want to rewatch it right now i'm sure you do it's it's not something where you have an urge to like rewatch it right away. I think I want to come back to it like in a while. Um, Let it sink in. Yeah. It's, it's not like a plot driven or really exciting movie. It's more something you take in slowly and at your own pace. So it's a good point. Yeah. Like I'm kind of sad movie to watch. Sure. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I like watching sad movies when I'm sad, you know? Yeah. No, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed because I watched both of these movies in the same week, and I watched this all in one shot and loved it. I watched close in like three different segments. I was like, "Is this over yet?" Like, <laughs> and goodness. 
Okay, let's segue. Unless, do you have any more things you want to say about Lady Bird, or do you want to segue? I'm good. I just, I recommend it. Like, oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Like, you don't, you don't need me to tell you to go watch this movie. It's like one of the best reviewed movies in the last few years. 2017, is that right? Uh, I think it's a few years. I old think it was 2018. But like, you don't need me to tell you to go watch it, but. You can take both our word for it that you should go watch it. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this, actually. So this movie got nominated for Best Picture in 2018. And, geez, this is... I don't want to make this whole episode about why I'm upset about the Best Picture of 2018, but this was the Your Shape of Water one. Um, In the nominees were Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, Get Out, and Dunkirk. That wasn't all the Dunkirk was Yeah, that wasn't all the nominees, but those are the movies that Shape of Water beat. I would have taken I honestly would have taken any of those movies. Lady Bird personally is my favorite movie of the nominees. Phantom Threads very very good. Um Dunkirk gets better every time I watch it. It's probably my favorite war movie ever. Really? It's do, have you rewatched it recently? I've watched it twice. It's fantastic. You need I to mean, re- I, I liked it. It maybe, gets better every time you rewatch it. I haven't seen it enough, but there are some people I know who really do not like it. Every time you rewatch it, it gets better. Okay. So you like it You like it better as a war movie than Jojo Rabbit? Would you say that? Mm. That's a little bit unfair because they're different types of movies, but just as, for the sake. As like traditional war movies, I yeah. would say so. I think, sure. I, think I, I will obviously watch Jojo Rabbit more frequently than I'd right. ever watch Dunkirk. But like the big discussion last year was like 1917 or Dunkirk, and I was definitely a Dunkirk guy. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Darkest Hour in this year. But okay, I, I don't want to go on too much about Shape of Water winning, but it was just a little ridiculous to me. I also think the real choice for the winner should have been Get Out, because mm. I just think 20 years from now, the movie that people are going to talk about from this year is Get Out. Right. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to talk. Anyone's going to, even when you mentioned Dunkirk, like that felt very period specific to a few years ago. Like that has no relevance to me now whatsoever. But Get Out, that's something that, like, yeah, that's, oh, that was a really big deal. That's an important movie. Yes. And like Lady Bird's important to people as like a whole. I don't know if it necessarily is going to have like this lasting that like a, a get out would because like the themes are just different, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like, there's going to be good movies about loving your mom. Like every, ever so often, you know, it's just, yeah. it's a theme that's going to be a little more prevalent. The themes in get out and the way they did, it was just so, so stinking raw and good that I just think it'll last longer, but that's not what this episode's about. Let's talk about how these movies are similar. First of all, they're both very short movies. They are. Both about an hour and a half. They're quick sprints, watches. Which I appreciate. If you turn Netflix on to 1.25, <laughs> you can watch Close in about an hour and 10 minutes. And you're not going to miss much. You won't miss much. <laughs> it, it does not change it. I did that, and I still enjoyed it for the most part. Might have enjoyed it more. <laughs> you know, possibly. It, it struck me how like little dialogue there was. Like They didn't say that many words to each other. Not much, which... Is why I don't think you could watch a movie like Lady Bird on 1.25. No, you'd miss a lot. You'd you'd miss so much. And like yeah. the, the what's important about Close is not necessarily the performances or the dialogue. It's just, it's what's going on. Stuff's happening. It's action scenes, which you can watch in a little faster. Sometimes it makes it cooler. It's like, well, wow, they're really fast. What I would say for how they relate, there's definitely the motherhood theme in both of them. Mm-hmm. Approached in very different ways, obviously. But there's a troubled relationship with a mother or a mother figure going on um in close it's uh zoe and her stepmom which kind of drives a lot of the movie but kind of the bigger one and what i would say is more prevalent and character motivation is sam like she had a kid when she was 16 and like gave it up for adoption and hasn't seen it hasn't seen the kid her daughter um in like well over a decade and her kind of mother complex and trying to like make up for her guilt at doing that drives a lot of what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, why she stays on the mission like she does. And Lady Bird, I mean, that's obviously what the whole movie about is, is this mother-daughter relationship. So 
that's as far as you can go with the similarity there. Um, they, yeah, they're very different movies, and they look at those questions in very different ways. One more, one much more complex than the other. Um, but both of those are at least there on yeah. the surface. And like the movies, both center around a young woman who's desperate to be seen and understood. Mm-hmm. You know, at a at a deeper level. So it it there's you can make it work. There's there's things. Yeah, as a, the vibe and themes and general watches of these movies have nothing in common. No, <laughs> that's fun though when we don't get two movies that are like exactly the same. Yeah. We're different people. We're very different, especially <laughs> when it comes to what movies we like to watch. Although I'm not coming to this one with close saying this is like my favorite movie ever. And oh yeah, it's just, just more and more interesting case study. Whereas was, Lady Bird is the better movie. It was a movie that fit the criteria that you enjoyed that I hadn't seen. Yes, that's. Well, I guess that's part of the criteria that you hadn't seen it. Yeah. yeah. So it works. Any closing statements on either Close or Saoirse Ronan? Before we get to Weiwa. Nah, man. Go go watch these movies. Lady Bird, much more of a priority. But if you're bored, Close is a good hour and a half killer. Hour 10 if you want to speed it up a little bit. I would go as far as to say it would be a great on-in-the-background movie with the lack of sure. like dialogue. Like yeah. If you're doing yeah. chores and you just want to have something on that you can pay like small amounts of attention to, like it, I think it would work. Cool stuff. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool cool. Cool beans. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with a Weiwa. Welcome back, everybody. It is that time of the show where we do a What Are You Watching? And Phil has Weiwa this week. So good, sir. What are you watching? I am watching sports. All right. <laughs> okay, bye. No, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am watching sports. Football season started tonight, Woo! which we're skipping the game to do this. So that shows how much we necessarily care about that. Nobody wants to watch a 44-year-old win his seventh Super Bowl. This is not important. Uh, but we're also in the midst of the last season of the reg- last month of the regular season of baseball. So I've been keeping an eye on that, watching some games. Um but, okay, in actuality, I am watching the new Hulu uh, original series, um, Only Murderers in the Building. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's brand new. It's, uh, yeah, so it's a new one. It's starring, uh, what's his name? Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Oh, should... maybe I have heard of this. I haven't seen a ton on it, but, yeah, I, I have at least heard it mentioned before steve martin steve martin yeah i can i always have a tough time remembering his name but he uh wrote and directed or i don't know if he directed this but he helped create it and whatnot the the only reference to this i heard a quick little bit on this i remember where i heard it but something about selena gomez uh in order to like loosen steve martin up was like reading him the entire lyrics to cardi b's song wop uh, I've not gotten to that that's, episode no, yet. No, that's not in an episode. That was like just on set. Oh. <laughs> that's the that. one thing I've heard about this movie. I'll have to find that. That's funny. Please continue. Um, but yeah, it's a movie about two uh, older men who had something to do with show business and a young girl who live in the same apartment building who are all obsessed with the same crime podcast without knowing each other. And then one day, once they are uh, evacuated from their apartment building due to a fire drill they all kind of run into each other well they've also they've all had reasons to be annoyed with one another throughout from the past couple days just because they're annoying people um and they find out they all listen to the same podcast so they become friends over this and then there was a murder in the building but everyone thinks it was a suicide and now they are on the uh hunt to solve the murder but they are doing it so that they can make their own crime podcast. Oh, so it's okay. kind of fun because like it's being it's like you're watching them kind of make a podcast about the investigation. So like anytime they're like discussing things or what whatnot, uh, Martin Short's like, wait, 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 let me record this, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, it's it's fun to have Selena Gomez back in like a TV show setting where she can be like 
the witty Selena Gomez version of herself that we grew to love in Wizards of Waverly Place. And obviously Steve Martin and Martin Short are stellar when they're together, and it's it's just a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, re- I'm like four episodes in so far. I'm really enjoying it. That sounds... Uh, um, this is a really interesting collection of people. Very odd clash, I feel like. It kind of works, though, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin work together that's a tried and true pairing and then selena gomez just kind of slides in there and it's it's not the most inspired selena performance i've ever seen but i i think she's been good enough so far and it works and i'm interested in what's going on for the most part and it's uh yeah i'd give it a watch if i would i would recommend it so far yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna need something new to watch i'm on the last episode of stranger things oh um, well we'll have a new season of stranger things soon hopefully 2022 it's gonna be too long to wait, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this I might I might add this to my rotation because I think you'd get a kick out of it. Yeah, I think you. I definitely think that you would like it so far. And Good. Amy Ryan is in it too. Mm-hmm. She's uh, Steve Carell's wife in <laughs> um, The Office. Oh, she's Holly. Holly, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't think of it. Tina Fey makes an appearance in a couple episodes as well. Um, but other than that, that's about it for mentionable cast. Remember Sting is in it? The musician Sting? Gotcha. He's a suspect, actually. Don't spoil it. That's not a spoiler. He's introduced as a suspect. He lives in the building. Yeah, it's kind of fun to see New York, too, as us uh, Midwest country boys look at that well, there's buildings. buildings oh my gosh <laughs> celebrities oh my live goodness. in the same buildings as people what but yeah so way to go hulu made something good so far you're saying it's the only good thing hulu has ever made no they've made some good things i'm just they're doing good work so far good for them i'm happy for them i can't say they made good work because they are still a thing they did good work they done good. You done good, Hulla. All right. I think this I think, is evolving into it. not good content <laughs> at this point. So uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the We Don't Watch Everything podcast. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed our conversations and that you found some things to add to your watch list this week. As always, the WDWE pod can be found on Twitter at We Did Not Watch It. Give us a follow for uh, news updates, episodes drops, anything we like. Why are Give me a break, man. I'm just doing what we got to do. I'm nodding in encouragement. You, oh, man, if you could see the look he just gave me, you would want to hit him. <laughs> you would probably want to do that anyway. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>